Wow, this is mystery two of Red Gate and Wolf. They haven't yet been nicknamed Red Gate and Wolf, but we'll get there soon, I'm sure. Anyway, I am your host and keeper, Sarah, and joining me today is Sean. I'm Sean. I play Angus McRae, the monstrous. And we have Celeste. Hello, I am Celeste, and I play Marie Redgate, the cricket. And we have a special guest today. We have Rosie from Untitled Dice Game. Hey everybody, it's me, Rosenbagger, aka Rosie, here. You know what? I won't introduce my character yet. I'll wait a little bit more. All I'll say is that it's the Initiate playbook, and I'll just leave it at that. But uh, yeah, if you know me from Untitled Dice Game, thanks for listening. If you haven't, go ahead and check out Untitled Dice Game on whatever you like uh, listen to your podcast on. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Rosenbagger underscore UDG. Awesome. Excellent. Well, shall we get into things? It's a couple of days after you've returned from the hospital. You're hanging out, presumably in the Watchtower Tavern, when an 18-year-old kid, male, kind of comes in. He's got a, a few flyers and he says to Meadow, hey, uh, Meadow, can I put a few of these up in the window? And she's like, yeah, sure, totally, tomato. And he's like, okay, cool. And he just puts up a few flyers and he hands them out, one to you, Marie, and one to you, Angus. And you see that it's a flyer missing. If you see this girl and it's a picture of Nikita, please contact the sheriff's office. And he says to you guys, um, yeah, so we're going to be doing another a search for Nikita around, you know, this time we're going to the to the woods, at the, the forest at the foot of the mountains to the south there. You know the ones? The Rainy Wish Forest. So you guys can join us, right? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, totally want to find out what happened to Nikita. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, um, uh, I will see you then at, um, at the chapel in a few minutes. Uh, see you, Mido. Bye, Tomato! And the kid ducks out the door, presumably to hand out more flyers, and then you'll eventually meet up with him, presumably at the chapel, unless you guys decide not to do that. So Mido turns to the two of you, and she's like, um, so you're going to search for Nikita? I don't know, Marie. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we went out looking for her last time, and I don't, I don't think we ever found her, so we should, should probably do that. Okay. Well, Joel can help. He's going to go. Oh, great. Do you have a problem with my brother, Angus? Because he doesn't have a problem with you. Oh, no, that's uh, no. Great. And it's at this point Joel comes down the stairs from upstairs. Obviously, he lives in the tavern along with his sister. Uh, hey, guys. Um, I kind of found this. And from behind his back, he pulls out this giant greatsword. Oh, where'd you find that? Just in a bloody clearing, you know. I cleaned it. Here you go. And he looks at you like he knows exactly what you did with this giant greatsword. Did I even use that last time? Oh, I did. Uh, I. And Angus reaches out and takes the sword. Not like you need it, Joel says as he turns to Murray. I'm not really uh, too sure what you're implying. Clearly he means that you're the only weapon we need here. I, I don't think that's what he means. No, no totally. Um, he has moves and he doesn't even need that sword. And, you know, he's totally checking Angus out while saying that. Uh, yeah, well, um, you know, we should probably go look for that kid, right? Yeah, yeah, Joel says, and he leads you guys outside, down the street, and off to the Stratos and Chapel. You guys, Marines especially, recognize Preacher Barry. He's standing there. You, you actually, now that you see him in the light of day, you see that while he might be dressed like the typical kind of father preacher, he also has the rock and roll kind of accents, like the musical notes on his cufflinks kind of deal, um, a little guitar pendant necklace uh, was kind of peeking out under his jacket. He gives you a nod and he says, uh, so you're signing up to search for Nikita. That's, that's a really good thing. We're uh, heading to the mountains to the south. Take a flashlight and whistle and uh, keep close. We'll uh, meet back at the here in a few hours. 
if you hear anything, here's uh, the community phone number and hands over a piece of paper with information, a photo of Nikita and um, all that jazz. Going into the church, are the runes still on the doorway? No, you've noticed they've actually been painted over. Cool. So if we've got the phone number, what's the whistle for? In case you need help, there'll be other people searching, or if you find something, you know, people will come running. All right. Angus looks rather incredulously at the whistle, hands it to Marie. So you guys um, make your way to the southern end of Hendrix, past the streets. There's a lone dirt road that heads off to the, what did I call it, the Rainy Wish Forest at the, the foothills of this mountain. You also can see the Crosstown River off to the side as it comes down and branches of it come from various locations around the mountain. The three of you venture off into the beginnings of the forest. What do you guys want to do? I mean, I'd like to leave Joel behind, but obviously that's not an option. Well, you could certainly try to ditch him, but it does have an attachment to Angus there. So mean. I know. All right. So where should we look? Uh, maybe the river. I mean, it doesn't look like that area has been searched at the moment. Which way is the river flowing? North to south? South to north? Uh, south to north. Oh, all right. Yeah, you're, you're safe. All right, we can check that out. Perhaps we should split up along the river. Sure. So you guys uh, make your way through the the forest. It's actually quite a nice little forest. Not as creepy or as bloody as the other one you encountered near the end of the last mystery. You make your way to the river and you kind of split into two. You can either go down the river or up the river. I'm following Angus. (laughs) Okay. Angus was going north. Okay. So you're going down the river? Yes. Joe looks like... uh, Nuts, like he's missed out on an opportunity to be alone with Angus, but that's okay. He can, you know, meet up with him again later because they sleep under the same roof. So he heads up the river and you guys start heading down. It's at this point, I think, Angus, that you get a phone call. I answer the phone. Oh, Angus, hello, my boy. Hi, good morning, Mr. Ephraim. Is it morning? Uh, afraid it's a bit later here back in England. Aye. So, has your uh, new friend gotten out of the hospital okay? Angus glances at Marie. Aye. Excellent, excellent. Could you put her on the phone? Aye. Angus hands uh, Marie the phone. Uh, why? I, that's your phone. I don't want that. There is someone on the other side that wishes to talk to you. Have you been telling people about me? In a manner of speaking. Look, we, just, we shared a room for like a couple nights. Like, who, who is it? For crying out loud, it's not my mother. It's my boss. Okay. And she'll take the phone. Damn right. Uh, hello? Uh, hello, Ms. Redgate. I am Mr. Ephraim. I am, uh, I suppose you could say Angus's employer. And I have a proposition for you. Oh? While I've looked into your background and see you have a few minor discretions, shall we say, I could make some of them disappear. That would be very generous, but why would you do that? Well, uh, Angus has made me aware that you uh, have, shall we say, not really an interest, but more exposure to the line of work that he and I are both in. And I'd like to bring you under my wing, so to speak, and put you under my employ. Oh, you mean like all the weird shit? I, I don't really want to deal with that like all the time, but if you can make some of those charges go away, then I suppose I could tough it out. I am very glad to hear that. Just stick with Angus, my dear. Think of him as your big burly bodyguard. Uh, sure, yeah. And I'll um, also make it mm, profitable for you to stick around. Hand the phone back. Yeah, I'll offer the phone back. Angus takes the phone back. Why? Oh, well, I hope your new partnership works out well. Partnership? Yes, I've just employed Ms. Redgate there as your new partner. Goodbye, boy. And he hangs up the phone. Angus puts the phone back in his pocket, I guess. I don't know. Kills out pockets. I don't even know. Got a sparring, right? Sure. Kind of gives Maria a weird look. Redgate, eh? Like that A in there? What? He's doing a Canadian dad joke. Oh, ha. Uh, yeah, I feel like I told you my name before. I feel like you said it was Frieza or something like that. Eh, you know, that might be true. Um, 
Nikita, though, we gotta gotta look for her. So let's um let's do that. She'll keep walking up the river. Now that I keep I am stuck in these messes. You guys make your way down the river, picking your way along, making a half-hearted effort to attempt to look for a girl that you, well, at least one of you knows exactly where she is. As you're traveling down the river, you notice another branch of the river meets up with this one, and the river is slower here. There appears to be quite a bit of algae, green, yellow, and, and color floating idly on the water. There appears to be some algae on the water. It's green and yellow in color. <laughs> Every fucking time. I couldn't even get that one out. Perhaps she's under the algae. What are you going to wade in? Don't you like sticks? Yeah, but we are in a forest. Large branches. See if there's some sticks or large branches nearby, if you want them to be. We will them into existence and use them to part the algae. Marie, you're poking around through the algae when something up ahead catches your eye. Angus uh, seems to be rippling through the algae, coming closer to Marie, who seems intent on her task. Uh, Angus reaches out one of his enormous hand hands and grabs uh, Marie about the collar and kind of pulls her back from the edge. Oh, look at There's something in the water. For, okay, that is very rude. Kind of hurt, too. Like, you're really strong. I don't know anything bad. This is a river. We're not in the ocean or anything. Like, how bad can it be? You don't have many rivers where you're from, do you? I mean, none that I really, like, am around, but it's running water. What, there's salmon and stuff? I don't know. That was very Canadian. There's all the men the creatures in the, in the river. You got snakes, alligators, all the men the creatures, carnivorous fishes, and all messy. I think you find Nessie's in a lake. Water is water. This is true. In this river, there is some kind of algae creature that launches itself up. Very similar to the alligator you mentioned, and it snaps towards Marie, or at least where she was. Rosie, give me a kick some ass roll. What's the result on that one? Why, certainly. Been an eight. Okay, you guys hear the shot of a, a rifle, and the creature that just snapped at where Marie was explodes into an algal bloom in the air and kind of slithers back into the river. Can we tell where this shot came from? From behind you. You're not actually able to discern exactly where it came from. But it was quite an impressive shot. Uh, Dangus kind of grabs Marie again and kind of shoves her to the ground as he kind of kneels down as well, uh, looking back towards where the shot came from. Did you see where it came from? Stay down. Again. Ow. No, I. if anyone would have seen it, it would have been you. I was looking at the water. I was looking at the creature coming out of the water trying to get you. Marie's going to stand up and just just march in that direction of the forest. Towards where you hear the gunshot came from? Yep. Up ahead, you see through some of the canopy, about maybe a mile away from where you were, a fire tower. Is there anyone at this tower? Can't see anyone from where you are. You do, however, meet up with Joel again. Of course. Hey, uh, any luck? Um, Angus will fall behind Marie. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, the river seemed angry or something. I don't know water all that well. Um, maybe Angus could explain it better. Angry, but it it was uh, the slow moving river. Okay. okay. And he looks at Angus. Look, I don't I don't know water. Uh, that seemed like there was some large fish that jumped out at her. Ah. Uh. Okay. Yeah, f- fish are, can be scary, I guess. I <laughs> think fucking stupid. He just thinks you're a fucking city slicker. <laughs> okay. What's this watchtower here for? This fire tower? You know, there's sometimes fires. I don't know. I'm a mechanic. I'm not part of whatever that is. Forestry service. I'm not part of the forestry service. Is that an access letter? Perhaps we'll have a better vantage point from up top. Sure. I mean, that's a good idea. If you're looking for a missing girl. I thought that's why we were out here. Yeah, so you guys head on over. Um, do you want to investigate a mystery? Find a ladder? <laughs> well, you can find a ladder, but I mean, 
you're checking out, you're investigating what happened since you assume this is where the gunshot came from, right? That's fair. One of you can do that. One of you could help out if you'd like. Angus, you have better luck. I'll, I'll help you out. What does that do for me? Well, you investigate a mystery, which is sharp. Oh, he doesn't need your help. See, he has better luck. He has better rolls, not better luck. Ah, same thing. It is a 10, which is a success. That means hold two questions, so you can ask them now or later. What is being concealed here? What is being concealed here? That would be the... I'll let you have two things. You kind of pick your way around this watchtower, this fire tower, and you find a shell casing and footprints in the mud. What kind of shell casing? Well, let's see. Since you're the one who knows firearms, um, I believe it would be for a rifle, but I don't know much more than that. I'll allow it. Well, what would be good for a sniper rifle? Give me the uh, numbers. I mean, a 50 cal would be an outstanding sniper rifle, but what's well, suffice to say, it's a, I don't know, ah. Five five six round. There you go. Five five six round. The shell of a five five six round sniper rifle. Casing. Casing. Whatever. Do I get two questions? Yeah, you can have another one. Where did it go? It looks like the footprint lead towards town. Hey, it appears the footprints lead towards town. Angus points towards some muddy footprints that he found. Well, like we're kind of out here to find Nikita. Do we like go after him or? Angus pointedly picks up the. Uh, shell casing. Well, I think this is somewhat more important at this time. Perhaps this is responsible for the missing girl, no? You know, yeah, you're probably right. We should we should check this out. Uh, Joel, do you want to... Are you going to keep looking? Do you wanna, are you going to come with us? What, what are you going to do? Uh, I think I'll head back to my shop. You want me to give these things back to Father Barry? Uh, yeah, I, you probably should. Alright, so he takes them and you guys make your way towards town. Once you've reached the tarmac or concreted area, the footprints have obviously disappeared. But Joel heads off towards the chapel. And where do you guys go? I don't know, Angus. Can you track the thing? Angus kind of looks from side to side. Is there anybody like around? Like, what time of day is it? You're probably getting into late afternoon. So there are probably a few people around, but they all seem to be headed towards the chapel. Buddy, come here for a second. And Angus goes to a, uh, I don't know, a more secluded area where there's no prying eyes. Wow, this is actually sounding much terrible than I thought it was going to sound. Sounds awful. <laughs> you know one wants to be alone with Sean. Yeah, he's already killed one innocent. <laughs> uh, sure. She'll just make sure to have a hand on her nine mil just in case. Oh my. So one hand behind her back with her hand on the nine millimeter tucked into her waistband. Yep, got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Need some protection with Sean around. We're just going to leave that there? Yep. All right, fair enough. Set it out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you, mm, you know... Roll a minute. Yeah, you're going to have to. That doesn't... No. <laughs> Still with the phrasing. This hunting party needs a safe word. <laughs> what, a, what does that mean? <laughs> it's a... It's a nine, which is a mixed success. Hmm. So, if you do, Marie, what he asks for, you will gain a point of experience. Let me check my sheet. You know, you make it sound really bad, and um, hope you don't mind. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take this out and just have it ready. And um, but you know, I, I will turn around with my gun drawn. So you've taken out the nine millimeter. Is that what you mean? Yes. Mark experience. Yes, I have. Absolutely. <laughs> Have a gun in my hand and turn around. Where's the trust? Look, man. Can't count how many times he has saved your life. I want to point that out. Partners now, remember? Don't say it like that. <laughs> Is somebody watching? <laughs> no. <laughs> Possibly. My goodness. Please continue so we can move to the next scene. Yes, please. I'm trying to. Uh, <laughs> hurry up and finish. Oh, he can stay, Sarah. I like him. Yeah. Oh, all righty. We'll, we'll get past this point here in a minute. Hold on. Just give him a minute. That's all it'll take. <laughs> He's got to concentrate. Rolf, cool. Oh, goodness. It's under pressure. <laughs> Are you done? Uh, yeah, go for it. All right. <laughs> Angus uh, kind of gives a shrug and uh, shape shifts into his dire wolf form, which, of course, means all his clothing goes on the floor around him, as it were. 
uh, steps out, just kind of sits there uh, for a minute, and just kind of gives a oof to uh, Marie. That was a short wolf. Yeah, I'll turn turn around, and there's a large dog. Yep, um, a dark-colored, fluffy, wolfy thing, large, and Angus's clothes are kind of on the ground behind him. Angus the dog kind of looks pointedly towards the clothes, looks back at Marie, looks at the clothes, looks at Marie. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, dude, um, this is a lot to take in. Um, do, do you want your clothes? I can't talk. I'm a dog. <laughs> one. Okay. Okay. So, like, one for yes and two for no. I don't know. Bark or whatever. Um, do, do you want your clothes? He kind of oofs once. Shit. Did I say that was yes or no? Um, I'll, I'll just, I'll pick up, I'll just pick up the clothes. Angus then gets up, kind of goes back to where the, uh, the, uh, tracks were on the, uh, muddy side, where they still are, gives a little sniff, 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 and, uh, goes back towards the pavement, then sniff, sniff, sniff again to try and locate that same scent. Okay, so with the nose to the pavement, you are, is this a roll or not? I mean... We'll assume you easily find the scent. With your nose to the pavement and your tail up in the air, off you go, turning <laughs> down one street and another. Marie, are you following? I mean, I guess. So face down, tail up, Angus approaches <laughs> the door of the Watchtower Tavern. Outside, parked in the car park, you see a motorbike that was not there before. Do we recognize this motorbike? It is very shiny, black and sleek. Um, so... Do I have a dog now? Like, do, do you need to, like, change back? How do you do this? Man, that could be really awkward. And just kind of tilts his head at Marie. Just kind of looks towards the door in the motorbike. Looks back at Marie. Okay, these people know that I didn't have a dog before. <laughs> this is going to have a lot of talking to do. Go, go into the tavern. So you guys head back into the Watchchild Tavern. Okay, Marie goes in first, and Angus will follow Marie in. It's fairly empty. There's only one guy sitting at the bar. Meadow was in a usual spot in the, in the middle of the room, kind of swaying to um, whatever Jimi Hendrix song is playing at the moment. She's lost in her own world, as usual. Barely acknowledges you as you enter. Angus. The scent that you've been tracking leads you all the way up to the man at the bar. Angus doesn't go directly up to the man, just kind of, since he's kind of backing in, we'll call it the heel position, if you will, um, to Marie. He just kind of nudges her with a shoulder towards the uh, person. You know, out of character, why are you a dog? <laughs> why didn't you change back? Because he'll be naked. Yeah, I would be naked in the middle of the street right next to you. You're holding my clothes. I don't know. Do what you did last time. Go to the alley. Change back. You don't know that. Out of character, I do. Well, it's too late. He's already in the in the Watchtower Tavern with you. From behind, you see this man. He's not seated facing you. He's staring at the alcohol on the other side of the bar. He's in a very nice, uh, dark, tailored suit. I guess I'll sit next to him at the bar. Okay. So you sit down? Yeah, sit down. I say, hey. <laughs> I take a bite off an apple that I'm slicing with this silver knife. Uh, it's pretty ornate. It looks pretty old, too. He says, good to see you again, Shortcake. Oh, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen you, Jax. Quite so. I'm sorry I had to leave in that way. Yeah, that was certainly a decision that you made. It, uh, it had to be done at the time. I uh, had things that that had to be taken care of. It's something we talked about quite a bit before, and though you didn't really want to follow that path before, it seems you've found yourself heading that way. And I pull out my phone, and then, then I open up a video. What you see is, first, it's just like a, um, like a recording on somebody's doorbell, and it's facing a house. Coming out of the house, you see yourself. Cool. <laughs> As you come out the house and, and just, just start walking away. Probably running. Probably running. Was it my house? Probably not. That probably wasn't my house. 
No, as you uh, look at the video, you start to realize this is the door of that creepy old house that you ran out of just over a month ago. Oh, yeah, definitely sprinting then. (laughs) (laughs) Do you mind uh, telling me what happened that night? Um, Not really. And just going to get up and walk away towards the stairs. Uh, Before you can get up, I grab you by the arm and, and, and I like not like a grab like Sean would do. (laughs) <laughs> or grab that Angus would do, excuse me, we're in character. It's kind of like a, a soft touch, you know, like one more TV show. Uh, I guess people used to watch TV shows and not Netflix back then. Uh, just like, you know, don't, don't go home yet. It's only 10. Uh, you know, your parents can't get that bad, that sort of thing. You know, the streetlights have only just come on. And I, I, I say, I know there was something inside that house that you grabbed. And I just want to let you know that you need to be careful with it. It's been on our radar for quite some time. In fact, many artifacts of qualities such as itself have been what we've been after. And we're not really too sure about what this is. We can just feel its presence. Well, I'm not really too sure what you mean, because it's just, uh, just a pretty stone. I just kind of like look at her and I, you know, I let her go. So Marie, you head on upstairs to your room, and a little while later, Angus pads his way up there following you, still in his dire wolf form, and he scratches at the door. You eventually open the door just to crack. As the door kind of begins to crack open with Marie opening from the other side, Angus just kind of pushes his way through, opening the door with his face, essentially, and just kind of pushes through Marie and into the room proper. Kind of turns around, just sits kind of inside the room, and gives Marie a look. I'm going to assume that means close the door, so I'll close the door. You know, I'm going to give you some privacy to do whatever you need to do. Um, yeah, take however long you need, and she'll go into the bathroom. The ensuite. The attached bathroom. Yes. And this just back to his human form, and uh, dons his clothing. But you can come out. And open the door. So, you want to talk about it? Okay, that's a good start. Who is that guy? Let's talk about that. The, the old friends. Um, so, a wolfie. Wolfs, you can turn into one. Aye. Is that a problem? Uh, it's really for you to say. Um, but I, I don't foresee it being one, no. Aye. But it won't be a problem at all, will it? I guess not. But, you know, what if Meadow, like, noticed that I came in with a dog and now I don't have one? And where did you come from? Anyway. What's he talking about? The stone. Just steal something. I may have acquired something on a job that didn't go super well, but it's just decoration, really. Aye, that's nice and vague. Is that a problem? For now, no. So what are you going to do with this guy downstairs? Um, thought about stealing his bike, but I don't know if you can fit on that thing. Why would you steal his motorcycle? Why wouldn't I? Well, either way, the sense we that I picked up from the forest leads directly to him. So he's the one that shot. Um, he is a good shot. I perhaps it is lucky for us that he is a good shot. Did you want to ask him what he was doing in the forest then? It's kind of peculiar, even though we were in the forest as well. I mean, you can certainly ask him. I don't know if I really want to talk to him. Want me to go talk to this guy, this random guy that I have yet to meet, and ask him what he was doing in the forest? Well. You can go down and introduce yourself, and then ask him what he was doing in the forest. Why? Yeah, sure. I can go downstairs and say, hey, my name's Angus. I'm the guy that's sleeping in the bed in Marie's room. What were you doing in the forest? Oh, by the way, I hear you guys used to date. Somehow I don't think that sounds like such a great idea. You're being really difficult about this. Here, and is there like pens and papers in here? I assume so. Sure. Right next to the Gideon Bible. Write down why were you in the forest. Fold it up, give it to Angus. Now you can go introduce yourself and tell him that I told you to give him this. I'm not that anyone's delivery boy. You did carry his clothes for him. Yeah, but he carried my bags. Well, you didn't have to remind him of that. Look, you're making this a lot more difficult than it has to be. Fine, why don't we just both go down together and we'll just figure it out then. All right, that's fair. I'm going to see what happens. This is actually entertaining. 
more entertaining than dating Deputy Mater. <laughs> so you two decide to go downstairs? Yes. We go down. Demeter was made away behind the bar, and she is holding Jackson's hand out, palm up, just running her fingertips gently over it, and she's like, yeah, you have really great energy. So magical. Yeah, so anyway, Meadow and I were smoking a spliff uh, while we were sitting there just listening to Jimi Hendrix and, like, I'm having a drink. And uh, I guess we're just, like, kind of sitting there talking about some of my tattoos. Well, she's stroking your palm. Yeah, my palm. Yeah, your palm. Yeah. Is she reading it? Kind of. Okay. That's how it started. Yeah, so that's what you guys see. Uh, Marie's going to march over and uh, forcefully <laughs> place the note on the bar in front of him and then walk away. And he just kind of goes, huh. I pick up the note and I just lean in closer to Meadow's ear and I whisper something uh, as I get up from the table. I go in Neil's vicinity, and I say, uh, what is this uh, Miss Fairchild's 10th uh, grade English class again? Why don't you read it and find out? So I open it up, and it says... Oh, why were you in the forest? You know I'm always looking out for you. Uh, where were you in the forest? And I kind of look from you to Angus. Didn't see you come in. We were helping look for a missing child. Bye. I don't think you wanted to find that child anymore. What do you mean? Well, what do you think was under that water? Are you saying what was under the water attacked the girl? Angus says loud enough for more meadow to hear. Yeah, I say I, and I say it in a uh, I, in flawless Scottish accent. Angus looks at Marie. Why are you looking at me? Presumably to introduce him? Uh, he didn't introduce himself. He's a big boy. Uh, right, um... Are you flustered, Marie? To see me again? Angry. <laughs> Hmm. Um, yeah, Angus, this is Jackson. Jackson, this is Angus. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go get a drink. Go over to Meadow. I, uh, I reach out my hand to, uh, to shake hands with Angus as I look up to catch his eyes. Angus, uh, sends his hand and shakes his hand. I go back to smoking the spliff and say, uh, she, she was always nervous like that. Uh, tell me though, why, how'd y'all come to be here? I mean, I, I assume you know you know much about Marie? Aye, it's a funny story how we came to be here. You see, she got into a car accident. She actually hit my car. It's a tragic thing. She doesn't remember much about it. But uh, we ended up working together. We just kind of stay in here. I was going to give her a lift of the Joplin once my vehicle was ready. And how's that plan coming about? Extremely slowly. Extremely slowly. So... You knew Marie before, did you? Uh, you could say we were acquainted. Why? So my jacket's still sitting on the, uh, the chair at the bar, and I just kind of uh, roll up my sleeve to reveal this uh, sleeve of very, like, none of it, none of the tattoos. There's a lot of symbols and clearly some sort of language that you don't recognize, but you can at least recognize that, like, it looks like a written language of some sort. Uh, with lots of patterns, but when I roll up, it's very clear to see this crudely drawn heart tattoo as if we did it ourselves with our initials. Oh, hey, that's lovely. So you two were an item before, were you? Yeah, high school stuff, you know. Oh, oh, oh. But uh, it's not what I'm here for. Have you seen any odd items that, that she's been carrying around? Not that I know of. A gentleman doesn't snoop. You haven't sniffed anything out? Uh, no. Well, I need you to keep an open eye. There's, uh, I believe she may be in some danger. Marie? In danger? Who would have thought? Yeah, she's always had a way of getting in some sort of trouble. Uh, part of that's probably my fault. Oh? Anyway, let me buy you a drink. Ah, that'd be nice. I guess we head over to the bar area. And Mito's talking with Marie, and she's like... So, maybe a threesome? A what? You know, when you have more than one lover at a time? I'm aware of the concept. Not sure why you're bringing it up. And she just, like, looked between the two guys. <laughs> no? Oh, okay. 
you know, Meadow, if, if that's what you want, you can go for it. Shoot your shot. I'm not going to stop you. Cool. What were we talking about? Uh, you were refilling this drink, please. Ah, uh, cool. And she refills your drink with something that was not your drink. Whatever. Might as well grab a couple more glasses there, Meta. Uh, I think we have some catching up to do. Three glasses? Okay. <laughs> and she just adds a couple more glasses and pours whatever it is into those as well. Hands them over. Um, it's red. That's all you know. Nice. Or of love. Color of that crudely drawn love heart on someone's shoulder. Oh. So, Marie. So, Angus. Axon here tells me you guys were a item back in uh, was a high school. That's fascinating. Is it? Hi. That's not what I'm here for, though, Marie. As I was telling Angus, uh, you may be in some sort of danger. Well, I usually was around you. No, this time it's more serious than just getting caught out late. I don't think you fully understood what you found inside that house. I think I understand as much as I want to. And what would that be? No, I don't think I've had enough drinks to have this conversation right now. And Meadow mysteriously appears with another tray of drinks, this time green. Hmm. Oh. Why, do carry on. What exactly did you find in this house, Marie? And whose house was it? You know, now that I'm thinking of it, it might not be a suitable conversation to have in front of other people. Are there more than Meadow in the bar right now? No, it's just you guys and Meadow. And she's still standing there holding an empty tray, staring off at nothing. I don't know. I feel like Meadow's uh, not necessarily fully here. Aye, she seems rather big. Much like this story, Marie. You know, why don't... Let's just all... I'm gonna regret saying this. <laughs> <laughs> why don't Why don't we all just... We'll continue this conversation upstairs. And she'll get up walk up the stairs. Uh, as you're heading up, Meadow suddenly snaps back to awareness, blinks a few times, and she says, Condoms on the bedside table. Yeah, thank, thanks, Meadow. Thanks. You're welcome. Have fun. And then she sits down in your vacant chair and has a drink. Honestly, Celeste, I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> Fuck, man. Leave the boys alone. You were the one who got naked in front of her. In public. She turned around. It was all right. Uh-huh, sure, sure. Right, so you guys go upstairs to the room. Fairly large, double bed, pull-out couch. Angus motions for Jackson to go first. What do we walk in to see you doing, Marie? <laughs> Standing, arms crossed. Is she pouting? Yes. Damping her foot. You know, you're the shortest person in this room at the moment. That's fine. Doesn't change anything. There's a lot of testosterone in here. Yeah, but I have a gun. It's fine. Um... Once they're in, close the door, lock the door. So, if you have that video, I'm, I don't know how much you know. So why don't, why don't you let me fill in the blanks? I sit down in whatever seat is readily available for me. Bed or couch? I sit on the bed. It's like bouncy. It's like a bounce on the bed. Water bed? <laughs> oh gosh. That makes sense for this town. <laughs> and meter. Yeah. And he just kind of stands there and crosses his arms across his chest. Looking at Marie quite expectantly. Look at Jax. He's the one who's going to be telling the story. Oh, that's right. So, Marie, remember that... I don't want to call it a cult. But do you remember the vampiric assemblage we used to uh, always talk about back in the day? The one that you were obsessed about? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Long story short, it's the real. And everything that we talked about, is it's, it's all real. The... The magic, the lineage, the the artifacts are all real. Kind of figured that out that night. Um, how, how, how does that put me in danger? I think you may have stumbled across one of the artifacts. Um, these these artifacts, we don't know for certain when or where they come from all the time. Or more importantly, we're not sure what they can do. We have people in our organization have the capabilities to learn these things, but I assure you, these items can be far more dangerous than you can ever imagine. Granted, they could also be beneficial to a certain extent, uh, to a great extent even, but there's really no way of telling, especially by the looks of it. There's a lot at risk that you can carry from carrying them around, uh, not only in the item, but those who seek them. 
Well, how would you know that it's um like are they valuable? Like would people pay for them? People pay quite a handsome sum for them. Uh and not always with money. People have paid their lives, thousands of lives, to get their hands on these particular items. And what exactly is your motivation for uh if I would have one of these artifacts, what what would you do? Well, yeah, I would have to give it to the superior ranking members of our organization. You keep saying that word. Uh, what is your organization? The Vampiric Assemblage uh, in English. It's got a much cooler Arabic name of which uh, I cannot pronounce. Give it a shot. All right, hold on. It makes me do that too. Tajima Mesose Adime. Thanks, Google Translate. Is Angus familiar with that? Does Angus know anything about that? That's what I'm asking. The Arabic you may have heard tossed around at a certain time of your life, but you didn't really know what to associate it with. That's fair. That doesn't sound very welcoming. There's certain prices we have to pay, but uh, proven to be quite lucrative for me. Sounds somewhat dodgy. You know, speaking of dodgy, I don't, I don't know who I talked to today earlier on your phone. What, what are they? What, who do you work for? What, what are they called? What do we do? It was Marie actually uh, asking Angus that. Yeah, well, what, uh, do we have a name for what we do? No, we don't exactly have a name. Mr. Ephraim's kind of like a patron, if you will. He tends to collect things. Okay, and Jax, were you, um, are you on the job right now? Yeah, I'm sort of here on a mission. We need that artifact. Hmm. And if you didn't, would I ever have uh, seen you again? It's not really something I have a choice in the matter of. I'm under strict orders. Well, lucky for you, your mission ends here, because I uh, got rid of it. Do I need to roll to lie? <laughs> I don't know, there's not exactly a, a deception thing here. I guess you could uh, manipulate him into believing you. Okay. Oh my. <laughs> you stop that. Bet your eyelashes. Oh, that's a three. We're terrible at this. I can't roll good. I'll leave that up to Rosie to decide how he reacts and or thinks about that lie. Hmm. I would say, uh, oh, Marie, we're, we're far beyond being able to play those tricks with me. Well, it was worth a shot. Um, so what, if I give you the stone, you just, you just go? Uh, now, wait a minute. Before anybody gets any theory, anything, what is this fucking Russian? Where am I getting from? Now, wait a minute. Before anybody gives anybody anything, what is this stone? I never really figured it out, but um, the only thing I took from that house, Jack seems to know more about it than I do. That's uh, actually a little bit more than they sent me on the, the mystery with. All I had was this video. Well then, I guess we are all unaware of what the stone does. How do we figure out what the stone does out of character? Oh, we just Ooh. activate it. See what happens, yeah. Yeah, you could try that. Don't do that. But it needs a magic roll, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. It probably does. Yeah, Marie, Marie doesn't know how to use magic. Oh, does she? It's like, or does she? She's already lied numerous times. Pistol whipped a young child. <laughs> lied to her boyfriend. Pistol whipped the wrong child. Hang on, which one of you was her boyfriend? The one with the tattoo. Lied to both. Both boyfriends? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, you'd have to do a use magic roll. But I mean, do you believe in that? Believe in magic. Believe in a lot of things uh, she didn't believe in, even just a few hours ago. Uh, she will rustle through her various pockets and um, pull out pull out a um. I don't know. It wouldn't be quite that big. Um, I can't use currency because you guys use different currency. <laughs> it's it's the size of a small apple, like a nectarine. That's better. Nectarine. Not an apple, but yeah. Not an apple. <laughs> That's, not... <laughs> That's what you came up with, a nectarine? I... I mean, you could have said a toonie or something like that. Yeah, you don't know what a toonie is. I know exactly what a toonie is. I have several. Hey, it's not the size that counts. That's how you use it. Oh boy. It's a toonie. Now I have to Google this. It's a $2 piece. Oh. Or a two Canadian dollar piece. I have several. Oh. Canadian money. Gotcha. Is this a coin? Yes. It is. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, 
a nectarine-sized uh, rock and just hold it in her palm. Mm-hmm. How big is a nectarine? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't okay. know. <laughs> okay. What the fuck were we even up to? Something about a nectarine. Oh, the, the size of the stone. So you pulled a, pulled a stone out of her pocket. Go for it. Yes. Um, nectarine-sized. Then she'll just hold it out in her palm. I mean, doesn't really do anything, but it, if this is what you came for, then here. So you hold out the stone to give to Jackson. Your thumb rubs against the rough surface of the stone and uh, cuts you. Uh, a drop of blood transfers onto the stone and there's a sudden flash of light. And before Jackson or Angus can react, they freeze in place. And standing before you, Marine is a small red-colored imp. He's about three foot high, has on a little sweater vest, some little shorts and Harry Potter-type black-rimmed spectacles. He looks you up and down slowly, and then he stands there and he says, Hi, my name is Steve. Are you my new boss? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Dude, if you don't pull it together, I'll start doing the Green Dragon voice. <laughs> um. Your name's Steve. What are you? Yeah, it's short for. <laughs> Is that a family name? <laughs> oh, um, what are you? Well, once we've agreed upon the contract, I will be your bound servant. And what would this contract entail of words? It's very simple, really. For every minute you use me, I get a minute of your life. Seems like a fair uh, fair bargain. Are, is there any um, negotiations to be had there? No. Okay, let me write this down. Hold on. Cutting into your minutes there. I'm, yeah. no, it's, the contract hasn't been agreed upon yet. Okay, um, what do you do? What, what are you? Well, I'm a bound imp. And I can do fire, and I can do this. And he suddenly disappears and reappears behind you, tapping you on the shoulder. Well, more like tapping you on the thigh. Oh, I see. Um, well, what happened to your last boss? No idea. Cool. Um, sure, is there, like, do I sign something? Can I look over the contract? No, you just say, I agree to the terms of the service. And that's the only terms, right? One minute of that I, that you're here. One minute for a minute, yes. Cool. cool. Um, sure, I, I agree to the terms of contract. Did you stop time, too? Like, how, what does that... Service. Oh, what? <laughs> Service. You say, I agree to the terms of service. Oh, I, one more question. Did, how did you freeze time? Do you, do you often freeze time? No, time's not frozen. Can you freeze people? Oh, you mean this? They're just moving really slowly, see? And can you do that whenever? Uh, yes, but it's part of the minute. Uh, yes, I agree to the terms of uh, service. Excellent. This contract is now retroactively starts from the time you first summoned me. Mm. That's one minute. You never mentioned that part. You never asked. Mm. All right, Steve. Um, do, how, do I dismiss you? How do I dismiss you? Uh, go, go away. <laughs> okay. And he disappears. Uh, the flash of light hits again. Angus and Jackson, you just left there blinking. You have no idea what just happened. I guess I'm still reaching out to grab the stone out of her hand. Yeah. Yeah, about that. I'm going to put that back in the pocket. Um, you know, I changed my mind. Um, stone is, a uh, have some attachment to it now. Don't really want to part with it just yet. Marie, if you just want me to stay, all you have to do is tell me. I can assure you, uh, that is not a part of my decision. Very well. I'm on no time frame. It's a strange little town we've found ourselves in. Why are you still here? Uh, the um, mechanic's been fixing uh, his car after he was driving on the wrong side of the road. Uh, this seems like a highly contested uh, story between the two of you. Really shouldn't be. There's the uh, truth, and then there's whatever he says. Just raise my eyebrow. Either way, 
It doesn't matter what she says. What is is we're here now, waiting for the car to be fixed. I look down and see, uh, I imagine I'm seeing weapons in this room. Nah, they're in the bags. At least Marie's are. Well, what happened to that greatsword? Where did you put that? I was, before we kind of chopped along, I was going to have, because we came into the tavern where I got it from Joel. Just say it's tossed on the bed. Yes, it's tossed on the bed. <laughs> it's tossed a sword onto a waterbed. The best place to toss it. <laughs> what could happen? So, what line of work you in? As I'm, like, picking up the sword, clearly, like, playing with it. Oh, you know, acquisitions. Uh, we seem to all have that in common. Aye, we do. Uh, there's a knock on the door. It's very insistent. Go over and open the door. Okay, you see Meadow standing there. She's got burning sage in one hand and something like a, looks like a triangle percussion instrument. You have no idea what it is. And she's just barges into the room and she's like, where is it? Where is it? Um, Meadow, I, I know. In the bedside table. And she rushes over to the bedside table and yanks the drawer out and condoms just were flying everywhere. And she goes, it's not in there. What are you looking for, Meadow? A demon. I sensed a demon. And she's waving the smoking sage all around the room in your face. Aren't there any demons in here, woman? But, but I thought, I thought, I just, I felt, Aye. I felt something. Oh. Um, did I interrupt something? No, you are perfectly fine, Meadow. I actually was just going to, um, I was just going to go look for you. Huh? What am I doing up here? You were bringing refreshments. And she looks down at her hands and she sees the burning sage. Was I? I'm sure you just got sidetracked. These are my banishing implements. And she just freezes. Are, are you telling us, do, do you want us to go? Go? There's something not right about this lady. I, perhaps, perhaps you should go downstairs, Meadow. We'll be down in just a jiff. Okay. And she just kind of wafts the sage around a bit more and departs. How was that? She's an odd lady. That was probably her telling us, uh, she probably wants us out of her inn. We've been here a while. She seemed quite friendly earlier, though a bit odd. I have no idea. I'm going to go check on her. Aye. Yeah, before I go, though, I stop by my room. Yep. The honeymoon suite. Yeah, the uh, I have to go up a floor to get my room. And I, I go in, and before I go down there, I want to just kind of, like, read that situation. Read that situation? Yeah, sure. In terms of investigating a mystery, or...? Actually, yeah, no, I'm going to, uh, yeah, investigate that mystery. I mean... Seeing the rock and then that wait, then like the sudden change of thought and Meadows' um, crazy ravings. Yeah, and just like her being distant. Yeah. All right, so it's a seven. So that's one question. Okay. Both questions. What sort of creature is it? Or no, what happened here is the question I want to ask. What happened here? Okay, from your character's experience of magical artifacts, you were able to determine. The fact that you saw Marie cut her finger and the blood touched the stone. You do recall a flash of light, but that's about it. And you also saw Meadow's reaction and saying something about banishing a demon. You believe that Marie has made some kind of deal with a creature that has been bound to that stone. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to inform my sect about this deal, this development, and explain uh, that I will continue to have a lookout uh, for what goes on here. Uh, but it seems as if this, uh, you know, this, what we thought would be a short, simple task is turning into something a bit more complicated. Okay. They respond back by text message. Three words. Deal with it. I don't respond. I just, like, thread. Although I should have given you more information, shouldn't I, based on your previous role? Strange activity detected. I tell them, like, yes, yeah, something in the room, right? Was there, like, the typing, and then it just stopped typing, and then, like, some more typing, and then the team? Yeah. 
Alright, I'm to grab my sword. I am going to go down to the bar and start talking to Meadow. Sure. Actually, hold on. I am going to do some magic in my room. Uh, so I... Alone in your room, yep. Yep, yeah. So I, I sit down in the middle of the floor. Uh, I've moved some of the furniture from the side. Like The chairs have been pushed aside. I'm actually going to sit on top of the table. It's a pretty big table, and it's like sitting in front of this fireplace that's going up. I am going to take my jacket off. I'm taking my shirt off, revealing like the series of like crazy tattoos. And I am going to open the book in front of me and start reading an excerpt from the book. And uh, it's, it's an ancient language that it's, it's, you've never heard of it. It goes to a different school. Um, yeah, so that's weird. Big bucks, no whammies. That's a seven. And I'm going to observe another place and time. Oh, shit, really? Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Of course, I don't even have that open. On 7 to 9, it works imperfectly. You choose your effect and a glitch. The keeper will decide what effect the glitch has. So it was a 7 to 9, right? Mm-hmm. And you wanted to... Observe another place in, or time. Okay. Do you get to choose the place and time, or...? I would say I want it to be a place in time, like, in the water just before Angus and Marie got to that creature in the water that I shot at. Yeah, I want to see what it was doing before then. Okay. And the way it's worded, it says, choose your effect and a glitch. Yeah. So I get to choose a glitch, too? Sure. The magic draws immediate unwelcome attention. Of course it does. All right, so as you've read the passage, you've sunk into a meditative state, you return to that moment before you had fired your rifle, just before Marie and Angus had arrived at that point of the river. In fact, you are not standing at the same vantage point you had last time. This time you are at the river, as if you're looking through the eyes of a small rodent that was on the bank of the river. And it is from this vantage point you can see the faint ripples in the algae as what you thought was a crocodile you now see is actually the algae itself and it is silently sitting and watching and waiting and you think you also see the back of well from your vantage point you probably can only see feet running away from the riverbank across the other side of the riverbank you are unable to adjust your view or your height of what you're looking at, but you see someone's bare feet, an adult-sized bare feet, running away from where the crocodile was. Like human feet, or are they actually like bare feet? Bare feet of a human that are presumably attached to the rest of a human and are running away from that algae. Was it an alligator or a crocodile? Alligator. Al- alligator. The algae gator, yeah. Algae gator. Or algae gator, depending on your pronunciation. I say algae gator. Sure, you can say that. Marie and Angus, what are you two doing in the room together after he leaves? Whoa. It's a loaded question. Please don't say that like that. Unload. <laughs> Rather shoot your shot. Oh, uh, don't forget protection. Which is now all over the floor and the bed, by the way. I'll clean that up. And in your hands, because you got the 9mm. <laughs> gonna clean up. Gonna gonna leave that one on the shelf there, Sean. Gonna keep browsing. I think you want to say nine inches instead of a nine millimeter, but sure. Was uh was that sword Angus had a one handed sword or a two handed sword? That was two handed great sword. Okay, missed out on an opportunity there. <laughs> two handed. Oh boy. Yeah. This is why I asked for everybody's <laughs> podcasting safe words. Need a moment to last. No, I'm good. I'm cleaning up the condoms. So while Marie's cleaning up the condoms, Angus, what are you doing? I don't know. I don't know how to follow up on that. That was amazing. Um, so, Marie, you want to talk about this stone? Uh, not particularly. Eventually, we're going to have to have a discussion about it, as well as where you got it. This Jacks, Jackson, right? Jackson fella. Jacks, sure. This Jackson fella. He seems awful interested in it, in this organization of his. 
I don't think you should give it to him. Well, I don't think I will. Um, didn't take very long for me to uh, realize that it was, um, it, it's, it's nice to have, I think. Right. That's all I'm saying on the matter for now. Once the items are back in the drawer, I'll go downstairs. You go downstairs and you notice that Jackson isn't where he said he was going to be. No surprise. But did he toddle off to? Uh, he does that, apparently. So what, what time is it? Probably just after dinner. You guys hear this weird... What's, what would the sound sound like? What's a weird sound to come from upstairs that is not the obvious upstairs sounds that you would expect? It could be the thump-thump-thump of, like, moving the furniture about. Okay, so you hear the, the thumping of furniture being moved around and Meadow kind of looks up at the ceiling. What's all that about then? Sword practice? Meadow's seen my sword. She checked me in. <laughs> and you see Meadow sort of blindly reach for that sage again and pull it closer. And then a few moments later, you hear you know, what would be weird enough to attract actual attention. A goat bleeding in terror. It's like the sound of howling wind, but there's no current. Yeah, it sounds like there's howling wind coming from inside and then not outside. Edo, might want to check on the AC. It sounds like howling wind in here, but there's no current. I think I need more say. And she just turns and walks up the stairs with the bunch of sage in hand and the triangle again. I think we need to keep an eye on her. She is definitely a weird one. I am. Um, do you remember what she said when she visited me in the hospital about there being something lurking in Hendrix? Could that be your old boyfriend there? I somehow think she meant something a little more um, impactful. Perhaps we can ask her to, if it's all possible, to be less vague. Well, I've been trying to, but she she wanders off a lot. Meadow comes running down the stairs. She tosses the lit sage onto the bar along with the triangle and goes rushing for the first aid kit. Blood! So much blood! And with that, the first episode of Mystery 2 closes on a cliffhanger. Let's hope our guest is okay. What do you think of Marie's ex, by the way, Jackson? She certainly doesn't seem impressed to see him again. Sean, Celeste, and I hope you're enjoying the questionable life choices these two are making. You'll be happy to know that they make so many more of them in the next episodes. If you haven't already hit the subscribe or notification button on your fave podcasting app, you should. So you can be the first to listen to episode 5 when it drops on the 17th of March. Yes, we're going to be a fortnightly podcast, at least for the time being. Would you like an NPC named after you? A bystander, a secondary character, a victim, or perhaps even a monster? Well, you possibly can. All you have to do is retweet or quote retweet our pinned tweet in our profile for a chance. We're at Redgate and Wolf. For more information about this podcast, the characters, our social media details, and other ways to support us, check out our website, redgateandwolf.com. If you're looking for more Monster of the Week actual play content, maybe you should check out Will Branch High. They're kind of like a throwback to Buffy and Supernatural. Just check out their promo. It'll be on after I finish speaking. Well, I think that's it. All I have left to say is thanks for listening and sharing. Will Branch Valley is a beautiful town tucked away from the rest of the world. It's filled with magnificent flora and majestic scenery. In Will Branch, there was a group of children that was part of a strange phenomena that overtook this town. They were different from all the rest. They saw monsters among the mundane. But that is because they too had to blend in with the mortals of Willbranch. They named me the Overseer. With their trust and power, we stopped a calamity that would have destroyed this charming grove and all the lovely people within its borders. I thought it was enough. I thought they could return to a normal life. 
but it appears as though some things don't change. And I'll need their help to save this town once more. And maybe even the whole world. I mean, you know, Russia and Scotland are on the border with each other. 